meditation, 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 depending on the quality of my mind. You know, there's good days and bad days. I mean, feel like the waterfall of thoughts. Every now and then, a nice calm. Can't think of anything. This is meditation in the city. The Shambhala New York podcast. Thank you for listening to the Meditation in the City podcast. My name is Francesca, and I'm your host. The title of this episode is The Nature of Appreciation. In this episode, we discuss meditation as a path of glimpsing pure appreciation, untouched by the grasping passion and fury of our assumptions and thoughts. Today we are joined by Laura Sims. Laura is an award-winning performer, writer, and educator, advocating storytelling as compassionate action for personal and community transformation. She performs worldwide, combining ancient myth and true life story for adult and family audiences. As a spokesperson for storytelling, she presents keynotes and workshops in conferences, villages, schools, universities, and community events. She's a member of the Therapeutic Arts Alliance of Manhattan and a senior teacher of Shambhala Buddhist Meditation. This talk was recorded in 2014. Here's Laura to take away the discussion. So something that struck me in reading about appreciation was that appreciation was actually twofold, like everything else on the Buddhist path. There is the ordinary sense of appreciation where we give value to something. We give a sense of understanding the fullness of a situation, an event, something we see, someone we know, something we do, something we feel. And then there is an awakened and direct aspect, like pure appreciation, which is not dependent on anything. And in some ways, that's the appreciation that I want to talk about. Because when we sit down, what we're actually doing in our practice is loosening our grip on our usual relationship to thinking to feeling, to assuming, to planning. And as we loosen our grip, we have small glimpses of one, the capacity to loosen our grip, and also uh, a sense of space or sudden relaxation or relief for a moment from a preoccupation that has felt as if it was so significant we could never escape it. Do you have that experience? We sit and there's a sudden quality, at least once, of refreshment, of kind of melting aggression or relaxing somehow, where we actually feel almost as if we're landing into the moment on the cushion 
And then, bing, another thought comes up. But that interruption, that slight pause, has a quality of sort of opening us up from inside, as if we suddenly discovered that there was a lot more space in our mind and in the room, and that more was happening than any preoccupation. Of course, it's simultaneous with also becoming completely aware of how much thought is really going on and how persistent it is. But it's those little glimpses which suddenly open us up. In Shambhala, that glimpse is the first experience of unconditional awakened heart, of unbiased presence, of natural mind, which is called basic goodness. It's neither good or bad, but it's fundamentally good because it's untouched by the grasping, the passion, the fury of our thoughts. And it's that discovery that that space exists that actually suddenly makes our experience more vivid. Where we sometimes stand up after a half hour or an hour of sitting practice and actually see more clearly. Or someone speaks to us and it's almost like an echo because we're actually hearing their voice. Have you had these experiences? Will you become to realize the contrast between our usual way of engaging, which is slightly foggy and often based on how we're thinking about something and not the direct perception or experience of it. So there are almost shocking moments that can be very tiny or can last a while hauntingly of feeling more vivid or more able to withdraw from the opinion. You follow what I'm saying? That quality of increased perception gives birth to a kind of undiluted appreciation. Those glimpses that we usually kind of enjoy are in themselves the path or a gateway to harvesting the experience of basic goodness or awakened heart. That the first step in realizing the truth of basic goodness in our lives is actually being able to experience and acknowledge what is fundamentally unflawed in our life, in the moment, in the world, with appreciation. So we are appreciating the natural arising of appreciation. It is gentleness and appreciation 
that in our lives begins to offer us a way to find essential meaning in simply being alive and trust something fundamentally good about our lives regardless of circumstances. So I wanted to tell you two stories because they often illumine or mirror or give us an experience of something that is more an experience than a concept. And appreciation is not an idea about something that we should like, but it is a natural awareness of how things are in the present, how we are, who we are in the moment, worthy of our paying attention to the small details and to the small sense and glimpses of feeling space, as if we can turn our mind toward those and appreciate them as the essence of our life force, as our lives being worthy, regardless of how often our habit is to turn away from ourselves and not want to look at ourselves. It is the appreciation that is almost the engine of our capacity to really look at who we are in any given situation and even our world. One of the very big examples that the Sakyang had, which was surprisingly basic, is that we often don't appreciate the fact that the sun rises every morning. And that if we turned our minds for a moment to what it tremendous predicament we would be in if that didn't happen. That it is the sun that actually makes possible the food, the crops that grow. And without that, we would have no food to eat. Are you following the very fundamental nature of this? So the natural order of the world, or of seeing rather than thinking and a sort of filtered our experience is appreciation itself. So there are two stories I wanted to tell you, and one is a true story of something that happened in Haiti, and the other is a Zen story that I love. And the Zen story is about a thief, and he was actually an obsessive and very good thief. And he had tremendous awareness of when a house was empty so that he could break in. And he had an unending desire and joy in stealing. And so one day he entered the hut of a monk unknowingly. And there was absolutely nothing for him to steal. And he felt a great annoyance and frustration at this effort to get something and not to have anything. But at that moment, the monk returned home and the monk saw him, caught him in the act of stealing nothing, which was actually more frustrating and more obsessive than stealing something. 
and he felt great compassion for the thief. So since he had nothing, he just stripped off his clothes and gave his clothes to the thief. And the thief was so disarmed by this kindness and by this gift and it completely disarmed his joy in stealing. And at that moment, the monk looked out the window and saw the full moon. And he tapped the thief on the shoulder who was standing, somewhat stunned, paused, stopped, shocked at not being um, virulently criticized, chased, brought to the police, thrown out, beaten up, but actually given something. And in that state of utter surprise and disarmed, the monk tapped him and pointed to the moon, and the thief looked. And seeing the moon, all of his desire dissolved. And he and the monk sat down together and spent the evening. I think that those moments when we are able to be interrupted, to be disarmed from our usual preoccupations, our sense very often of needing and wanting, of finding what's wrong with the world and feeling the tremendous frustration that we cannot change it or heal it or we are losing and not getting what we wanted. There are moments when suddenly we're disarmed. And in that moment, we're capable of simply seeing something, hearing something, feeling something, being touched by the world. From the Shambhala point of view, those moments of appreciating the capacity to see, the capacity to feel, the capacity to appreciate just being there in that moment is the way that we begin to disarm our own aggression and our own tendency to a devastating depression. Appreciating the sudden simplicity of perception, the moments of just being present regardless. There's a friend of mine named Alex Fisher who has been working in Haiti for Columbia University for years, and he was in the earthquake. And the most um, impressive experience for him, and I interviewed hundreds of people after the earthquake, was not the 38 seconds in which the world shook and the earth turned to water, he said that was so um, immediate, so um, frightening. All you could do was be there. And during the night, during the night, listening to buildings crumbling and voices, 
said, but what changed his life was that he sort of crawled out from a ravine where he had sought refuge with thousands and thousands of strangers during the night. And as the sun rose, he heard something and then realized that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people on seeing the sun rise were singing. That is appreciation, fundamental appreciation of the natural order of our world, of what is possible at any given moment for each of us. We often because of how busy we are, take the existence of our life for granted. And even if we are reminded that we're going to die, it doesn't really touch us that much (laughs) because it feels like it's far away. And there are so many other things that fall in on us that are important that grab our attention, including sometimes our own desire to escape and to die, just to get away from what we consider a kind of insolvable experience of the misery or frustration or unsatisfaction of our lives. So we just take it for granted until all of a sudden we are confronted with maybe an illness or somebody very close to us or the news that we might have a week, a month, a year, even two years to live. Suddenly, this life is precious. But it's through the meditation practice where we are weaning ourselves or becoming familiar with the possibility of a contrast between being caught in our thoughts and actually experiencing space where we can actually, moment by moment, appreciate our human existence almost as an outrageous act against the grain of what is drawing us daily in our lives, just an utter appreciation for the extraordinary quality of being alive. So appreciation is over and over again spoken of side by side with gentleness and with a way of harvesting our practice by experiencing and recognizing and appreciating those moments when we're suddenly touched by something, not as a kind of odd thing that happens once in a while, but as actually 
a significance, a meaning, a beauty. And with that, we can find more reason, not only to practice, but to be touched, to feel, to acknowledge awakened heart, an unconditional sense suddenly of being in our body and being present in the world. There are so many reasons in the world at present to feel tremendous angst and hopelessness and frustration. I mean, in the newspaper, I read a newspaper today, something I've almost given up on. (laughs) And afterwards, I thought, I have to look out the window. (laughs) I have to remember the sky so that my mind doesn't become consumed by the kind of aggression that I'm horrified by. Because what use will I be if I'm consumed by that? And so I looked out, and there was actually a pigeon on my fire escape. And so I looked, and then I looked further, and then I looked further at the delicate line of the pigeon's eye, of the outrageous radiance of green and a kind of um, almost, not red, but like maroon phosphorescence of feathers on its neck and the delicacy of the pigeon's feet on the fire escape and its interest and awareness of me at the window. (laughs) And I relaxed. I relaxed and realized that I could be useful again. Where when I was reading the paper, I could feel my mind just being taken over by a sense of depression and helplessness and outrage. And so my antidote, and the antidote that we're all being given, is that any given moment, we can let it go. Not that we're condoning it, but that the refreshment and the sense of appreciation, of being able to be touched, to appreciate the sun, to see the moon, to see someone else, to listen to the sound of the bird or the wind, even underneath the sound of cars in the city, to notice even the brilliant color of a piece of trash thrown out on the ground, wakes us up and brings us back to the moment so that we can be present again. And in that, we can begin to actually see who we are fundamentally. And with that, we can be touched by others and we can develop skillful means in listening to others and being present for others that is not a conglomerate of complaint or a lost in a feast 
of frustration. But suddenly, we are alive and appreciate that sense of aliveness, even in the midst of chaos, and find things about ourselves that are worthwhile, that are actually incredible, that we can see, that we can feel, that we can make contact with someone, that we can change a thought, that we can actually stop in midstream of an argument and feel the incredible energy of anger or victimization or whatever we're feeling and actually just be present and somewhat let it go. And like a pause button or a reboot from our own ceaseless treasure house of appreciation, which is born of perception, which is heightened by the practice we're doing, because we're starting to see what's actually there, rather than see through the filter of our thinking. So I suddenly thought about appreciation and even the word appreciation of a natural quality of connecting and being present that allows us to harvest our lives and our open heart at any given moment. So when we're sitting and we stand up to pause for a second and to look before we speak to pause for a second and see who we're speaking to to appreciate the capacity that we have, which is our birthright, to actually see things as they are in their full vividness. So that's really all I have to say. (laughs) And I, I wonder if you have any questions and It is through questions sometimes that I can actually clarify, but I wanted to think about the nature of appreciation rather than an enforcement of I have to appreciate that because, but just the natural sense of appreciation, which is so vivid. And if we can see our momentary glimpses as an act of appreciation, they will actually expand and support our practice and support our post-meditation life with one another. There is a practice that a monk um, developed in a, a Zen monastery, which was the practice of appreciation which was that the monks who are sort of, you know, even though they're meditating altogether, are 
spend a lot of time really being irritated at one another and um, annoyed at, at particular things like how somebody moves their hand or how they don't quite clean a pot or how they speak or anything else. I can completely relate to that. And the appreciation is that <laughs> each person is actually asked to actually see what they, to feel the quality of what it's like to not appreciate that person and to feel it and then look at them and see something that actually is pristine and fantastic about that person and then to tell them regardless of what they think about them <laughs> as an actual meditation practice in the monastery. And I can just imagine bursting out laughing. The last thing I wanted to say is that one of the things that Ching um, Rinpoche described humor as actually the light touch of appreciation. So any questions? Um, so when you were talking about the glimpse earlier, and um, do you think that that is kind of a momentary um, glimpse that helps us to cultivate appreciation, or do you think that that is something that we all in this practice are striving toward and to make permanent? Um, thank you. Well, those are two questions. So one, I do think that that glimpse that occurs when when we suddenly become aware that we're thinking and let the thought go and come back to the breath. Over time, what we're discovering is a very distinctive contrast between what it feels like to be completely wrapped in thinking not that that's negative, we're developing, the thoughts are not negative, we're developing a sense of being able to feel the contrast between what it's like when we're thinking and that moment where suddenly we can let it go regardless of what it is or the emotional content and experience space. So, yes, that is developing appreciation because that contrast allows us to loosen our grip on the fixation of walking around completely lost in a storyline and generating that storyline and seeing the world through that storyline about ourselves and others. So the more familiar we become, it's not that that becomes permanent. It is that is the way it is, so it is permanent. But it's not permanent in the sense that it's an object of meditation, the space. It's the nature. And the more that we um, 
penetrate or kind of loosen the grip on thinking and our attachment to it, the more we're able to do that, the more we come back to kind of mind-body synchronization where we actually see things as they are and we can actually have intimate, extreme intimacy and distance at the same time so that there is activated intelligence and appreciation for the situation because we can actually feel the contrast. We can feel what is going on, sense it. Intuition comes alive rather than self-doubt that may be going on, but we can recognize it for what it is and don't have to be ruled by it which is perhaps what Trungpa Rinpoche is talking about, that the chaos, so much of the chaos in our world arises from a lack of appreciating ourselves. Because you can't appreciate yourself if you're not there with yourself. We don't even know what this is. So I don't know if that answers your question. But if bodhicitta, basic goodness, is self-existing, it is what's there, this is our tricky process through meditating. The only way that we get to actually, not that we don't feel it at other times, or that it's not there, and this is the only way we can get it. It's that this is a tool, a practice in our lives that allows us to begin to be more familiar with it and to begin to confront what is really going on in our lives. So is that helpful? Yes. Thank you for your talk. You're welcome. <clears throat> so as you practice more and more um, and have more and more of these glimpses, can you touch on how you can meet the glimpses with appreciation um, <laughs> rather than self-frustration? Mm. So if perhaps you realize, oh, man, I've been stuck in this absurd storyline that has been unproductive for a day, a, two Not days, a week, an hour. Not to mention 40 years. 40 years. <laughs> so just um, how to appreciate that glimpse as opposed to getting caught in another storyline of self-frustration. Well, you know, I, ha I had the experience actually um, yesterday. I don't always have this experience, so... But I had the experience yesterday of feeling tremendous regret suddenly for something that had happened and that I had done once again. I mean, you know, the good and the bad news is that it's, you don't, like, lose these tendencies. <laughs> so there I was, and I was about to go down the road of really... Um, it's like a bicycle trip into the valley of despair about how I've done it again. I know that's not familiar to any of you. <laughs> and then it dawned, because I'm just, I was, did this crazy thing with my little, you know, yellow pen of underlying appreciation throughout the Shambhala book <laughs> and reading it and having to actually sort of take it in because I was panicked about the talk, <laughs> but joyfully panicked. Um, <laughs> uh, 
I thought, what does that really matter, this storyline? It's just, if I go down that road, here I am. What about just fresh, how extraordinary it is that I even had the simultaneous awareness that I don't have to do it. And actually, it just, it fell away like a a wall of a building. Boom! I did not have to go there. It was a, a choice because, you know, we always have that choice. And usually we instantly forget that we have the choice. And for some bizarre reason, misery, complaint, um, frustration, unhappiness, uh, (laughs) self-punishment, always is far more alluring. It feels more valid. But it just... And it is through practice, I think, that over time, that sense of trusting that it is just a thought and it's not solid and that by just arising fresh in the moment it is an alternative I don't have to go there is that is that helpful thank you and it but it takes you know it's it, this is the journey this is a deeply personal journey and it is a journey of discovering and it takes us really looking at what we often don't want to look at and we are supported in a sense by the sense of space and appreciation because there is a kind of um, visceral suspicion that it's not so solid as we've made it and that's part of what is occurring over time with the meditation practice. We're tenderizing, gentlifying. And it's very powerful because all I had to do was make the phone call without an endless internal litany of oives mir. And um, and I'm sure that it can happen in other languages as well. <laughs> but is that is that helpful? Trying to be um, ordinary, because it is ordinary. And what's really funny is that being present, which is so potent, is ordinary. But it's so out of the ordinary that we have to meditate for years. You said something before about, you know, uh, like appreciation loosening up, then something about connecting with other. And you said you said two things. You said we're more connected um, with someone else, but then when there's also more space, can you just? This is a great little node. Let's see. <laughs> like, I'd love just. Can you just restate that a little more fully? Yeah. Something I've been really interested in, actually. In this, um, because we're not grasped in in sort of self-referential glue, then there's a lot of space to actually experience something in its fullness. 
But that experience is not filtered through assumption or a storyline or a prefabricated idea about it. It is direct, visceral, and intimate. So it has tremendous intelligence. Um, sometimes, out of the blue, something happens, and for a moment, everything falls away, and a solution seems to rise up, or you see the whole picture, and you can come up with a solution to something that you can't when you're in the midst of it, because you can only um, see through your um, assumed storyline about it. It's very irritating sometimes to people that you can suddenly see something so clearly and you have, there's a lot of space around it. That's, I think, what's described in Buddhist, Buddhism as the natural state of mind. But it has intelligence. It's not intellect. It's intelligence. It's spacious. It's intuitive. There's insight. Because you can move away and see what's actually happening rather than assume what's happening. I had an example of it earlier today, and I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, come to me. What? Okay. Yeah, if light touch. I mean, the description of um, practice is always not too tight not to lose. And it is a very tricky thing because what we want to do is get it right. And as soon as we want to get it right, we tighten up the whole thing or else we just let it go. My man or just, you know, just cool. Yeah, nothing bothers me. <laughs> I'm not even here. <laughs> <laughs> or it's so so what is that that balance that you can't prefigure it but it actually comes to meet you it's why it's the discovery of basic goodness or the uncovering of what's innate as opposed to you know buying basic goodness <laughs> the basic goodness app Yes. So, how do we know that this appreciation you're talking about is not a mental mental it's not construct? A what? It's not. It's not a mental construct as well. See, that's the that's the point. That's um, I think at some point, that's what we know. So only each one of us can know whether it's um. Because it can be a mental construct. I could, like, make a whole thing about how much I appreciate your question. <laughs> and, but one knows that's it. The nature of open mind, awakened heart, is intelligent. 
That's what we come to know. That's the difference. If you have no experience of the space of your mind, no experience of this quality, then everything is a mental construct. So every time, I mean, the most interesting part of practice, in a sense, even though the goal of practice is to place your mind on your breath, it's an impossible goal because thoughts are always arising. And then this unusual thing occurs, sometimes immediately and sometimes after 20 minutes, of a complete fiasco thinking event. Where you suddenly, oh, it's a, like awareness comes in. It's like, oh, I, I'm thinking. And sometimes we do have to like, let it go. <laughs> and then sometimes you just let it go. You become familiar with what else is there in the mind, the nature of mind itself. So that discernment begins to give you the capacity or the knowing of the difference. And only you know. Each, it is each individual that knows. So, you know, some you can, like, you ever talk to somebody and they're telling you this whole shtick on goodness and enlightenment and kindness, and you're not listening, and they say, you're not listening to me, I'm talking to you about kindness. <laughs> so, um, so you get to know it. That's what we're doing, we're on this journey. That's what we're doing together. So I, I don't know if I can... So the only response to perception <laughs> is gratefulness? Well, one of the responses to perception Pure perception is seeing, feeling, being, and then the activity of that is appreciation and compassion, interdependence. Find out. Thank you. So thank you very, very much. I, this is my sort of first... Um, delve into the nature of appreciation. So thank you for your questions, your attention, and we could have a reception and so on. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, we invite you to leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and share this episode with your friends. Shambhala NYC also offers a variety of meditation courses for meditators of all levels. Check out our upcoming programs at shambhalanyc.org. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.